welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. It is episode number 39, and I am so excited because we have a very, very special guest with us today there. Her name is Amanda Green, and we are so excited to be bringing her on the podcast. She is an expert in her field, and she's from Ireland, guys. So you're not only just going to hear her amazing um, topics and the things that she wants to bring to the podcast, but you're going to enjoy a beautiful accent that honestly, I could just listen to her talk all day. So we will, uh, we'll be talking to you in our very Canadian way, but, uh, you're going to hear some really beautiful, eloquent speech in the next little bit. So welcome, Amanda. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and, um, what you want to tell everybody today. Hey guys, okay, so first of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast and I'm really excited to be here. Um, so I'm Amanda Green, I'm from Ireland and I am an accountability coach. Um, my expertise would be in line with accountability, mindset and um, just anything health and fitness related. Um, so I have some online programs and um, I help empower women in their health and fitness and I do weight loss and um, I do a lot of one-to-one coaching and I also do uh, group programs and so I'm just really excited to be on here and to help write some good content people. Fantastic. Now Amanda, tell me a little bit more about you. 10 years ago, where was Amanda in relation to where you are right now? Right, 10 years ago, I was in a very different place to where I am now today. Um, I, like, I'm going to be honest, I'm just going to be really transparent here. Like, you know, I never really, a lot of my life, I never really had, like, goals or ambitions. You know, I, I did have a job and stuff like that, but it wasn't really going anywhere. And I had no real clear direction in life. And, um... I wouldn't say I was overweight, but I was, I was never really been overweight as such, but I was very, very miserable in my body. And I'd been like that for a very long time, even as far back as we would call it national school here. Um, so probably primary school for years. And I just remember always, um, I just was so like, uncomfortable in my body from a very young age and I I took that I carried that with me throughout my life and I carried it into my relationships and it definitely held me back in life um and I did try different things over and back and you know yourself like you try all the different diets you go to the gym you stay for a while you fall off track and then it's just I and I found myself just in a really um repetitive cycle just over and over again and that went on for a long long time and it took a lot of my energy um in hindsight when I look back you know even on holidays and stuff with my kids I would be like sitting by the pool or by the beach or whatever and instead of like giving all my energy to my kids and stuff I was just so self-conscious that I spent so much of my time up in my head like you know worrying about like how I looked was anybody looking at me covering up like and you know you don't realize that at the time but that is just like stealing your energy like like so badly when you know you can be putting that energy into it and so into your kids obviously and being present and just enjoying the moment and so it so 10 years ago um I was a very different person like I wouldn't have ever said I was miserable because I never felt like I was like that. But, you know, when you don't notice when you like grow so much then and you look back and it's like, oh my God, like I was in a very different place back then. And until I made so many like changes and I did start with um, taking care of my fitness. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I love everything that you just shared in so many ways, just because for the person listening, they remember or they're in that spot where it's like, I remember being by the pool, like not being able to fully participate in life at the same degree as what it's like on the other side, as much as 
in that state, you just want it. You want to be on the other side. It's just sometimes you just need things like you or me or Ashley as that gateway to get through that. That person that goes, me too. I totally know what that feels like. And I thank you for sharing so vulnerably how you're feeling right now. Yeah. And I love to the you. Yeah, because it's just like a, it's just like an awareness, really. That's what it is. It's like, well, like if somebody had a, you know, if I had heard somebody like me back then and I would have just like had this maybe like aha moment or like a realization, oh my God, like that's me. And I spend so much time, you know, worrying about like things that I shouldn't be worrying about instead of just like enjoying the moment. And then it's like a lot of, it's like a lot of people are like you could call it asleep. Like they don't realize what they don't. You can't be you can't be accountable to that. You're oblivious. You know what I mean. So it's like until you realize, like I could be giving this energy to my kids, and you know I could be more present as a mom instead of like you know. I actually look back and again, like I said, you can't be accountable to that, you're oblivious, so it's not like I woke up every day and was like, oh, I'm going to spend a lot of my time now and energy um, up in my head and being insecure, but it's kind of selfish, so until, because when you think about it, until you make really better choices, I wasn't making the best choices aligned with, you know, what I wanted, so that I paid the price because you know, because for me was that I I burned through a lot of years in my life. Um, my kids missed some time of me being a present mom. My relationship suffered, you know, and I could go on and on. But it's like once you get that awareness, then and it's not to beat yourself up or to like you know judge yourself for it or to make yourself wrong for it. It's just like oh my god, like I did not realize that I spent so much time being insecure instead of just like making a decision. And taking committed action towards that decision to do something about it. Sure. I love too that you talk about your energy, right? Be- that's what I work with is energy and where we spend, instead of saying, I love that you tapped into this, is not where I spent my time, but where I spent my energy. Because you spent your time on the beach, but you spent your energy way up here versus out here and making memories that are memorable. And right. Instead of going, Oh my goodness, I just wish that I looked better in that bathing suit. Or why did I put that one on for that picture? And Oh, I don't want to take pictures with my kids unless I'm behind them. You're spending that energy, right? Because so many of us think of like, where do we spend our time? Our time is important and it is, but what we are doing in that time, what are we doing with our energy is so impactful that's what that's what makes the memories is where our energy is right Mm -hmm. um location Mm -hmm. is fun and look change of location changes the way that we can spend that energy but it's not just being at the beach and i'm on vacation it's not about the time it's about where our brain is and what our body and energy is doing in that time and space which i think it's beautiful that you tapped into that and i'm so glad that you mentioned it because when we think about the things that we want and you said taking committed action right spending that energy in alignment or in the direction of the things that we truly want is where transformation begins Yes. And she also said that I thought was so powerful beyond belief is she took radical responsibility of nobody else in my world Uh can change this. Or it's not anybody else's fault. No, it's like your kids are awesome. They're doing their thing. The beach is beautiful. (laughs) She's here. She is doing her thing too. me. I need to take radical responsibility that I am the one showing up in this amazing setting as the bottleneck, as the problem. And I think so often people sit in that and they sit in that discomfort and they sit in the like, oh, this pudgy, oh, I want this to change. Like you're there. But so much of that is like, yes, action, Mm -hmm. but also the radical responsibility that nobody else The beach, when you show up at the beach, the next time the beach is going to still be doing the beach thing. Your kids, (laughs) they're still doing their kid thing, but you are showing up different in that environment. And that makes all the fucking difference. Yes. A thousand percent. And so when it comes to that radical responsibility, when it comes to that committed action, 
Where did that begin for you? So I was wondering, did you have a breaking point? Yeah. Was there like a like a sound peak of like yeah. I have to change now? Um yeah, well, you know what? It was kind of a mess, right? Because it was like I mean, I was dipping my toe. I was always dipping my toe and like, you know, different things, different diets and like I say, like I would go to exercise classes or maybe start the gym, but none was ever, ever consistent. And I'm not joking. It was like I was delusional. <laughs> I know that funny. But it really was because it was like I would actually have like a salad in a day and then um, maybe have two or three other bad things and get up and stand in the scales and expect to see like extravagant results and then be so annoyed because it, like and that is delusional and I know there's people out there and they do that as well it's because that's what we, we both know you girl oh, yeah girl we have totally been there that after a week's time I should be down 15 pounds <laughs> yeah uh no that's no. not how this works it's yeah. up every single day And one thing that Ange talks about, and I love this analogy is deposits, like it's into the bank, right? And maybe putting a quarter in, putting a quarter in, in or you know what, every once in a while you put in a five and you're like, you're not a millionaire yet. You're not a millionaire yet. And the thing that I love about that is you make those deposits, but you're also drawing out and that's okay. There's going to be times, there's going to be meals. There's going to be situations where you, you're not pulling everything out, right? We think of that as like falling off the wagon or um, really falling off track or whatever, Mm -hmm. where it's like, well, I've just drained the whole account. I may as well just like declare bankruptcy now. I'm just like, no, 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 no. You made a $4 deposit but you've actually got like $27 in there. A $4. Oh yeah. Withdrawal. Yeah. yeah, Not deposit. Right. So a $4 withdrawal and you've still got $27 or pounds or euros (laughs) in the bank. And so not just like going, well, I may as well spend the rest because I'm screwed. Right. And going, okay, back to making those deposits. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I've, Mm -hmm. I've spent a little bit. I'm glad I did. It was wonderful. I enjoyed it. It was pleasurable. Back to those deposits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's because you know what it's like. It's like, um, it's a form of self-sabotage, really. That's what it is. You know, I would never have known that back then because obviously I wouldn't have even known what self-sabotage was, but that's what it is. It's like you're stepping on the scales after a day, after a week. You want to see these amazing results. You're just not going to get them. And um, so then you don't get them. And it's like, right, okay, I failed. I fucked up. This is not for me. Um, I knew I wasn't going to be able for it. All of that language. And then it's like, you're just slipping back down that rabbit hole again and that's how you go back to square one and then you'll start back over again and you'll just really you just have to stay consistent and over time and really just stick at it and just like keep accountable like and not like you know set your expectations too high because when you set your expectations too high that is self-sabotage because what happens then you set them too high you expect to lose 10 pounds in a week and um and you don't and then you get let down so then you just fall back into that vicious cycle again and again and it just perpetuates absolutely totally totally and so when it comes to making that change you are an accountability coach what kept you accountable what made you from that like i'm dipping my toe i'm i'm going to the gym i'm i'm not going to the gym i'm going to the gym i'm not going to the gym what was it was there did you have a coach did you just start keeping track on a calendar what made you switch from here's how i have always done it and here's how I'm going to do it now. Or was it just like a wake up moment of this is the new me. And from now on, I do this thing. Yeah. So it was a mix of a few things. Um, my partner at the time um, had been away. And so he had been away for a long time. And so in that year that he was gone, um, I just became really kind of independent. And I started looking after myself. And I just focused on myself, basically. And I started making some changes. And, you know, serious changes, not just 
the week and then given up after the week. Um, and I didn't, I didn't go all in at the start. So I just made subtle changes over time. I eliminated some things from my diet. I added some things into my life, you know, and so that would have been maybe five, five, six years ago. And then, um, maybe a year or two after that, um, me and him split up. And so I really then just went full focus on myself. I just started the gym. I just, I actually, what, what, what really happened was I lost a lot of weight after the breakup. And so, I mean, I got what I wanted. I was like, okay, now I'm skinny. This is what I always wanted. However, you know, when you don't lose the weight in a healthy way, as I'm sure you know, like if you don't lose weight in a healthy way with a mix of diet and um, proper exercise, then, you, you know, your skin just, you just, it's just like, I, the way I describe it as skinny fat. That's what I was then. You know, because I was like really, really skinny, but I still had a lot of puppy fat around. And so I just remember looking at myself in the mirror one day and and I'm not joking. I had no bum. No <laughs> <laughs> bum was just like this straight down. And I was just like, oh my God, no, no way, this is not happening. I just thought that was my wake up call. And so I was just like, and so I just was like, no, I'm not having this. And, um, I started going to the gym, but I properly went, like I went five to six days a week. And then, um, but even when I went then, I was kind of like, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but like I speak about it a lot in some of my programs and with my clients, but it's like, you know, too much and not enough is like, um, it's, it's the same pole but different ends, really. That's how, like, you know. So I would have went down and gone maybe like um, an hour and a half, two hours, e- even more some days. You were spending... Can you hear me? You were spending more than two hours in the gym a day. Yeah. Um, and so I was going so over the top and it doesn't actually, like, that was just like that, like, you know, that not, not enoughness of my thinking that like I had to keep doing more and more and more. And, um, and I wasn't really clue. Like, I mean, I was trying to eat really good, but again, I wasn't really that educated on how to properly, um, feel my body. And so I actually ended up gaining a wee bit of weight again and but my body shape was still like you know I I felt like I was doing a lot of work and it wasn't really paying off do you know what I mean like it was like okay well I'm spending all this time in the gym and I am making some changes to my diet but how come I'm not I was I felt like I was gaining it in the wrong places um and so really then it all started properly with me when I started really taking proper shape in my body and really taking was the very start of lockdown actually. Um, so wasn't it before that? So the year before lockdown, um, the very first lockdown, I started doing a personal training course. So you might need to educate us. We probably have different lockdowns. Canada, Ontario, everything has varied worldwide. So why don't you tell us what your lockdown looked like in Ireland? Okay, so right, well, so the year before lockdown, um, I did like a personal training nutrition course. And so and I was very much into like, you know, healthy food and healthy eating anyway, but I really learned like, you know, a lot then in that year and a lot more. And I really got into it and I love the gym and I love training and I just love helping people. And even when I was in the gym, like, you know, people would come over and ask me how to do this and, you know, and I love that. And so that's why I started the personal training course and um, it was online based. And then, so over here in Ireland, our lockdown the very first one, January, February, was it in February, um, two years ago. And so it was, I mean, it was so strange and surreal because it was like everything, it was just like, 
<laughs> I was like the world was in. There was nothing. Close. Sorry, did your gym yeah. close? Yeah, ours too, yeah. Yeah, everything closed. And I was just after qualifying um, for my um, personal training and, you know, and all the gyms had closed. And I was actually a makeup artist at the time. And um, so I had, like, lost my job and everything, like, my business. Not that I'd lost my business, but, you know, there was there was nothing. Everything was closed. Nobody was going anywhere. It was, like, a debt. Like, it was... It was so eerie. That's the only way I can describe it. There was like nothing opened. Um, everybody was like put into a severe lockdown. So, you know, we weren't like allowed to visit our families. And um, yeah, so it was, it was very much um, everything closed, everything eerie. It just wasn't. Yes. It was just a shock to the system, really. Yeah. The first one. We did, we, in Ontario, Canada, same thing happened here, but it happened even, in March. Like it was go to a park, like to go outside and walk on a trail was like forbidden. Yeah. Because when we think about um, who people are and what they do, right? Yeah. We, we need to connect. We need to touch. We need to move our bodies and everything shut down. So all the things that we required for mental and physical health we're just like gone Mm -hmm. you need your health to fight covid yes and the major connecting piece to getting covid is actually being overweight getting and um having implications from covid one of the major components to that is the comorbidity to it is being overweight most people who survive yep covid are young healthy fit people because they take care of their body and their body can handle things. And it just makes sense, right? Our bodies can handle sickness because we've taken care of our bodies. Mm -hmm. So when things come in, intruders come in, they're like, ah, we've prepared for this. We know what to do because Mm -hmm. we're healthy. So, but yeah, it's, thank you for sharing that. I think it's a lot of people, a lot of our listeners, ourselves included, Mm -hmm. have a similar journey where we're, we're used to, or we're so in that place of I'm doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm doing it. I'm not doing it. And I think the space that you occupy as well as the space that we both occupy, regardless of the little differences or the fact that you guys are both fitness and I work in the energy space is that commitment to starting to bring what you actually desire, the life you want, the life you are committed to, the the one that you truly desire is actually in alignment with your behavior. Mm -hmm. So if I want to be fit, if I want to be thin, if I want to be knowledgeable, if I want to be grounded, I have to do the things in alignment with being that. Mm -hmm. I can't be a super fit person And doing all these things over here that I'm always doing when I'm not super fit, I can't do them. If I want to be somebody who is a good mom who shows up presently with my kids, I can't be over here on my phone all the damn time thinking, oh, I want this. It doesn't work that way. Your behavior has to consistently over time, all the time, be in alignment with those goals, with who you are and what you actually want. And that's where joy lives. That's where, when we're, who we're meant to be and who we show up as in this world, we're not living in misery because we're doing things that don't line up with what we want. Mm -hmm. When we do things that are in alignment with what we want, we start living a life of bliss, of joy, of purpose. Mm -hmm. And even like, what is the price that you are willing to pay for that goal? What is the price that you are willing to like, what's the thing you're willing to give up to get you to where you actually want to be? So I would love to know from your perspective, Amanda, what were the things that you were doing in your previous life that you had to give up or sacrifice or change to get you to where you are right now? Well, just to popcorn off what you just said, I think it's just getting clear on what you want, right? So I think that was like the major turning point for me was because 
when I look back, I spent a whole lot of time, like, you know, focus on, focusing on what I didn't want um, versus focusing on what I wanted to create for myself. So, um, I mean, I think when you focus, like, what you focus on grows, right? So I think when you're focusing on all, like, you know, I, when I look back 10 years ago, how, how, come, how come I couldn't? lose the way and how come it was so hard even though I tried how come I did keep falling back at that um, it's because there was, I, I had no vision or like no intention of what I wanted to create all I knew was what I didn't want and so I didn't want the 10 pounds that I had to lose after each of my kids or even more like a stone or two I think I had like two stones to lose after each of my kids um, but so I talk about this a lot in my programs with my clients because I call that a state of resistance. And it's like, you know, when you're focusing on what you don't want, it's like a resistance. So it's like you don't want the 10 pounds, you don't want. So you go to the gym then or you try to lose the weight then as a reaction to something you don't want versus trying to create what you do want. So if you can imagine resistance, like this is you and this is resistance and so you're focusing on what you don't want you like even think about it like you don't want 10 pounds I don't want it I don't want it like and it's like the resistance is like pulling down on you and it's like that's why a lot of people find that they're stuck so it's like it pushes down and that's what keeps you stuck so then when you go to the gym or you start a diet or whatever it is you're moving from that space of resistance you know so it's like how do you expect to move? That's why you can only take a couple of steps and then you're stuck again or you fall back. And it's like when you can come to a complete state of acceptance where you're at, so that's being okay with the I feel like she is singing to her souls right now. <laughs> Fair to the reaction. You're in a state of resistance, the resistance that you can just picture it like an invisible sheet, like pulling over you. And that's what, like, think back to when you were, and like, I'm not even sure about your story, but we as women, we all have similar stories or we've all been in similar positions. And so it's like, you're very much focused on what you don't want. So that invisible sheet keeps you very much stuck. And it's like, it's so hard to move from that place because you're, you're moving then you go to the gym as a reaction to something you don't want versus something you want to create. Like you're not going to the gym for something you want to create. You're just going as a reaction to something you don't want. So if you can bring yourself to a state of like acceptance, it's like I teach it in, in, in one of my programs. It's the number one step of the transformation process. It's getting to that sta- stage of acceptance where it's like okay you might have 10 pounds overweight you might have 20 pounds overweight 30 whatever it is it's like it's okay if you can bring yourself to that state of like sheer acceptance that it just is what it is because your body is like it's just like a vehicle it's not who you are so it's like you can then when you get to that stage you can move from that place as a choice to what you want to create versus a reaction moving away from what you don't want because this way is going to take a long time and you might want to get there and drugs and drabs but this way of like I have a clear vision of what I want and what I want and then it's just like straight roads ahead from that place and so um that's kind of then when to go back to my story of the lockdown because um, before that I had like lost a bit of weight again and so now I was back to square one with the whole bum thing after spending um, about a time um, about two years my Bible into the gym and um, really focusing on my fitness brought me to like you know so many good places um, you know and like mentally and emotionally um, physically as well and so going back to the start of the lockdown then so I had set a clear goal that like I wanted to grow my bum all right <laughs> and um, I wanted a nice voluptuous bum and I had my vision all like you know and then the next time we go into lockdown really severe lockdown so me being me and I'm really like you know I like to think of myself as the accountability queen and so 
I was just like, right, okay. So the gyms are closed. Um, everything's closed. We're barely allowed outside the house for a breath of fresh air. And I just thought, like, you know, the way my mind operates, it's like I don't stay, like, stuck in that, like, okay, gyms are closed. Does that mean I give up my goal? No. It means, like, right, what else can I do to still you know, get my goals. So I started looking online, right, let's get weights, let's get a couple of bits of equipment and just do it from home. So went online, I mean, scoured through every single website you could think of for um, gym equipment and stuff like that. Everything was sold out. Everybody was very much in the same boat at this point and everything was sold out. So now I'm like, oh shit, right, what do I do now? And so I just kept thinking, there's bound to be a way, like I'm not giving up my goal in a way just because of lockdown, that doesn't mean my goal is going to stop. And so to cut a long story short, there was many, many, um, <laughs> there was many um, hurdles along my way. Um, but I ended up getting like, believe this or believe it or not, I ended up getting um, two 5kg weights off my brother and a little ruggedy bench and I just thought, you know what, I'll work with what I have and I'm going to make this fucking happen regardless. And Good girl. Um, we operate the same way we go. And I'm plant-based as well, so I don't eat meat or it's kind of hard to get protein in. And so I remember one of my friends at the time, and she said to me, like, what is your goal for this? Because I was doing workouts every day from home and I was just like, oh, I'm going to grow my bum. And she was just like, Mandy, you're not going to grow your bum, like, what, like 5 kg weights um, and like on a plant-based diet. And I was just like, yeah, I will, actually. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And um, and I just went hell for leather with my workouts because the weights were so small. I up the I just kept heaven. I just up the reps. Um, I um had smaller pauses in between and just um more sets. And I just kept making up for it like in any way I could. Um, just progressively overloading the muscles in any way. And so obviously I learned that all my personal training and so. That's what I started doing. I started working out from home then. And um, because then my um, my business had gone oh, just through, like, you know, because of the lockdown, nobody was getting their makeup done and that was that. So I, I just thought, right, okay, well, what else can I do? And so there was no gyms open, so I couldn't apply to be like a personal trainer, which was my initial plan. And everything happens for a reason. It just really does. So I had to start thinking outside the box then. And so because I was doing my workouts from home and I had like really, really for the first time in my life. So that whole year had passed and I never gained any weight, you know, all my life. My weight fluctuated up, down, up, down, up, down. I would lose 10 pounds and then I would feel good for a while. And then the next time they'd be back on. And so because I had all that time to be really, really intimate with myself and learning and applying different things, and, and then I found um, a solution to what I've been looking for all my life that actually really worked. And it was not restricting, um, not dieting, like, um, and no craziness. Like, I was doing little workouts, half an hour, really intense, but a half an hour workouts per day um, from home. 5kg weights um I just made up my own um exercise routine and for that whole year I've seen such really good results consistently but but the, but the thing about it was was that like I was doing less but just being really intentional about what I did and getting way better results and just like eliminating things you know over time, I took out, you know, obviously I took out meat um, a couple of years before that. Then I took out dairy out of my diet and, you know, things like that. And so I started like really like, you know, learning what worked for me and what didn't work. And then that's how I actually um, came up with the idea to turn what I was doing into a program and to help other people that were probably in the exact same position as me and trying everything and feeling stuck for so long. Mm -hmm. I love that. So we're going to have to see your bum. We're going to have to see <laughs> yeah, your bum. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> you got to see shots, but like. I have to show us your bum. <laughs> 
But you would not believe after six months the results I got. Like, um, it was crazy. Like, you can show us. We're into it. Yeah. <laughs> Like you can't really see now, but um, we don't know you before, girl. Oh, there's a booty there. Yeah, you got a booty. You got a booty. And she's rocking crop tops. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) We're rocking crop tops too, baby. I love it. You can definitely check out my Instagram. There's some before and after pictures. Like so, um, pretty fierce X. And so, Amanda, the things that I'm hearing you say that resonate so deeply with the way that we operate ourselves, but also the way that we show up for our clients and is about, right? Yeah, with the way we teach, the way that we show up for clients, the way that we live our lives is very much, I'm hearing that you didn't allow an obstacle to be your end point. But instead, you decided that was just a situation where you needed to take another avenue. You needed to find, and if you couldn't find another path, you were going to fucking create another path, right? And I think that's one of the huge things that we work with is not allowing an excuse or an obstacle or something to show up and be the end point. The other thing that I hear you say that I'm like, oh, it sings to me as an energy worker is you're talking so much about manifesting. And I use that exact example about that resistance. Um, You talked about a sheet kind of being on top and pushing up. I think of it as like a door. So when we're pushing um, towards a door and that resistance and something's going to give. Right. And same same idea as the sheet, which I love. And lastly, I think the thing that I hear that I think is so incredible is you talk about kind of operating in the positive, which is what do I want to create? What do I want to have versus operating in the negative, which is what do I not want? What do I, what do I want to eliminate? What do I want to get rid of? Because when we operate in that manifesting space of the positive, all of a sudden that door flies wide open. And that resistance goes away. Mm-hmm. When we operate in that negative space, that's where that resistance, that constant forward, backwards, it be, it's hard. It becomes so hard when we are trying to get rid of things we don't want. And it becomes so much easier. It becomes smooth and fluid when we focus on what it is that we are trying to achieve, what we're trying to create, the direction we want to be in. Um, I think... You touched on that so beautifully. So thank you. That was. Um, yeah. yeah, it's because nice. I want people to be aware of this. So you, you really are getting exactly what you're asking for in life. So like, what, what is it exactly that you're focused on? Because if you're focused on all the things that you don't want, then you better believe that's what's coming for, for you. Um, and so that like, and I mean that with so much love because that's, like I remember asking one of my friends, like you know, she was having a lot of um, a lot of issues in her relationship, right? And so, and I wanted to help her, and I was like, I wanted to break it down for her because you know we can see like other people's blind spots that they can't see. And so, and I said to her, you know, she was having problems with her boyfriend at the time, and um, and I just said to her like. She didn't know like what she wanted, basically. That's what I um, picked up from the whole thing. But so I wanted to help her, you know, get clear on that. And so I said to her, um, she did, she was confused. Like, I don't know if I want to be with my dude. I don't know. Like, she was like sitting on the fence on and off. Anyway, I just said to her, we'll put it this way, right? In a year's time, let's say, you know, I says, take away all your concerns, like in the absence of all your concerns and all those like stories you have and all those things that are coming up. I says, what, like, what's your vision for your relationship? You know, is he there? Um, and then she said, I don't know. And I says, well, like, take away all the bullshit now do you want him there in a year and she said yeah and then I said well what's your vision like what would you like your relationship to look like and she said 
well, I don't want him to do this, and I hate when he does this, and I don't want him to do that. And I just said, this is exactly where you're going wrong with this whole thing. It's because that's what you're focused on. You're focused on all, you're listing off all the things you don't want, and that's exactly what you're getting. Every time, that's all you're seeing, because everything's perception. So whatever it is you're focused on, that's what you're getting. And I just said to her, just like, start creating what it is you want in a relationship for a year, and then trust and like you know, you know see what? how that works start focusing on that yeah i want to add something because i actually learned something really cool about the brain speak so ras is the system that causes this like the manifestation thing mm-hmm. and so for example think about when you want to buy a red truck or you want to buy something and then all of a sudden you're seeing it all uh, all over yeah right and so when I was learning about that system of the brain, your brain essentially receives information and either registers, is this something that I should care about? Okay. You have determined what you actually care about. You care about the fact that he does or doesn't do that thing. Could you flip it up to the positive? And then would your brain then recognize when he does do it? But I feel like for a lot of people, they don't realize that they're so hyper-focused on so many negative attributes in people or things in their world that that's all that their brain is registering. You are programming your brain to register that information in the way that it is, whereas they don't think that they actually have control over their RAS, right? Absolutely. And you can do it so simple as something with color, or if I just say to you, look around the room and you close your eyes and I say, look for something blue. And you're like, okay, now I have to look for something blue. You start to pick out all the things of blue. Mm-hmm. And, I and I say, okay, now close your eyes. What was red? And you're like, I don't know. I wasn't looking for red. I was looking for blue. I can tell you all the blue things, but I cannot tell you, you might be able to tell me one or two red things. Mm -hmm. And so when we are in a relationship and we focus on that negative, you're absolutely right. The negative actually comes towards us. Mm -hmm. And the, the tricky thing I think with manifesting that a lot of people don't realize is whatever you say to the universe, she's going to deliver or not even say with your words, but say with your energy, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When you say Mm -hmm. it with your feelings, when you say it with your energy, she delivers exactly what you're putting out with your energy. And so when you say, I want to be skinny, she receives not be skinny. She receives, you want to be skinny. I'm going to deliver more. I want, which means you're not actually going to be skinny. Right. You're going to deliver gonna, on the, I want. She wants to continue to want to be skinny. Mm-hmm. Now I am skinny. Right. And she's like, okay, we deliver that. Right. She delivers what's put out there. I want, I so desperately want. Perfect. I'm going to continue to deliver situations, mm-hmm. feelings, desire and want that, that thing. make you continue to want it. Mm. which means you go up 10, you go down 10, you go up 10. So you I see her. She looks fucking amazing. Why can't I be that skinny? Right. Yeah. That long desire. She's going to continue to deliver situations that make you continue to want to be skinny, mm. not you being skinny. Mm. She's going to deliver more want. Interesting. Which is the yeah, that's why I would always use the language. I will what I want to create, like because I think it's very important. Then you know you can build on that and you can create and like you know it's very easy then when we have a vision that we want to create because let's take it back to somebody that wants to lose weight, right? Let's say so if they say they want to create like a fabulous, fierce, like toned body then that's their vision and so that's what they want to create and then it's like all you have to do then very simply is match your habits to the vision that you want to create so it's like if you start operating from that place of that's who you are already you know so it's like right well to have like an athletic body you know I need to ask myself ask I can start being that person already today and that's how it comes quicker to you because it's like you get up then and it's like, okay, what does a toned, um, a really toned, uh, fit person do? Well, they're sure as hell not going to sit on the couch and eat junk all night. So, okay, we're going to get rid of that habit. 
they're not going to sit around and not diet and like, you know, and not, sorry, um, work out. They're going to take really good care of the body. So if you start acting from that place of that's what you already are, you're already being that person, then your goal is going to come to you faster than you could ever imagine if you start already being and then just doing the um, committed action steps towards it. It's so funny. Exactly <laughs> what you just said is like what we talk about so much on the podcast. It's like you've said so many in so many previous episodes. If you want to be the person who can run a 10K, you need to wake up every day. What would a person who runs 10K, what would the action that they would choose in this moment? As soon as you embody that before you're even there, mm-hmm. your goals are on like hyper delivery. They're like Amazon status. You're like, <laughs> holy shit, you're here already? Yes. I didn't expect that, right? Yes, yeah. you're right. Prime. 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 That's Prime you're here, getting, right? Because you are so mentally in that place yes. where the universe is like, she is ready. She has shown me that she is ready for what that life looks like. And you're not acting from a place of deprivation of, mm-hmm. oh, to get there, I have to cut this out. Oh, I have to not do this. I have to, it's like, I am this person. And so this is what I do, right? It's more action I forward. I love doing this. Yeah. I love doing this. It feels this so good for my body because this is me. who I am. This is what I want. And this is right. Versus, oh, I can't eat carbs because it's not on my diet. And oh, I wish I could. My kids are eating spaghetti and it's so hard to watch that. It's like, oh, I love that my kids are eating spaghetti and I'm also having this. And it feels very much like, and I think of it as like action forward versus mm-hmm. action depletion, mm-hmm. where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm choosing this. I'm not okay. deprived of this. I'm choosing this other thing, which is who I am and what I do and in alignment with what I want and who I am. Right. So mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's the have, it's the have do be, right? Because everybody thinks they have to do the things. They have to do the things to be that person. But it's actually, if you just reverse engineer it to the be, do you have? So if you start being that person already, and then you do the things, and then you'll have the confidence and you'll have the body. That's just what, and then it goes back to the language as well. And this is why language is so important because if you're operating from that system of um, have to, oh, I have to go and work out today. I have to eat these foods. Like, it's like, they're, they're, they, that language comes from like a lack perspective. Like, you know, so it's like, Again, that's like all in the realm of like resistance and it's like, you know, if you just switch it up and it's like, like everything you do, you get like, you know, because, well, because we all, we should be fucking grateful that we're able to move our body and like, you know, it's absolutely our responsibility to take care of our body, um, you know, and so we, we're so lucky and grateful that we get to do these things, not have to, like nobody's forcing you to do anything that you don't want to because that's, again, coming back from that like resistance place and it's going to be very hard to move if you're using that type of language, thinking that you have to do these things. Nobody... If you want, if you want to create um, an extraordinary body for yourself or whatever like that looks like for you, then um, you get to do it, and it gets to be fun. And any, anything like you know under that like umbrella of have, should, need to is all coming from a lack perspective, and it's going to be very hard to move from that place. Absolutely, and I think that's life. It's not just working out. It's right. I think of. Yeah. Every single thing that we do, we get to do. I think of, and I don't know where this kind of like came, but it was in relation to when my kids were on mat leave. And it was very much, I was aware of kids who weren't on mat leave, but you mean, I was having children and I was on mat leave mm-hmm. and I was very much in the place of like, Oh, I have to do the cooking. I have to do the cleaning. I have to, I have to, I have to. And it was very much a wake up call when it was like, whoa, 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 girl, you don't have to do those things. You can go to work if you want to. And it was like, well, no, I don't want to do that. And I was like, then you get to take care of the home. You get to take care of your kids. You get to have this fluid time. And yes, you do get to get up with the kids in the night so that your husband is off and away and well rested. And it was like, oh yeah, I get to. And that changes, mm-hmm. like you said, from this la- this place of lack into this place of gratitude. Totally. I am so glad I get to be the one who folds the laundry. 
Why? Because it affords me this other time mm-hmm. and I can stop and start and I can stop and I can start or whatever. And I think it is that change in perspective mm-hmm. that you're literally every single moment of the day choosing the life you want. Yes. And if you don't have the life you want, that's okay. But then you need to start making choices mm-hmm. towards the one you do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. changing that mind, that mindset, that reframing into a place of this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And the things in my life are what I want because you've chose them, right? Mm-hmm. I chose to be home with my kids. That was my choice. So to complain and bitch and moan, it's not making it good for anybody. So I might as well reframe that, say I choose this mm-hmm. and then enjoy it. Right. And it's the same what you were talking about, Amanda, when it comes to working out, nobody's forcing you to do this. So enjoy your workout. Be grateful that you get to do this, which I think is really powerful. Yeah. It's just, again, like a little tip for like accelerating results. Like, you know, whatever way you're looking at it, um, you know, again, you're probably making it really hard for yourself. You're doing it as something um that you have to do again like or as a choice like you say for something you want to create because why because i mean when you think like i always say this as well like you know sometimes focusing on a lot of people right they come to me and it's like it's weight loss that they want they want to lose weight right but like really when you peel away those layers like what's really underneath that is like you know everybody just wants to feel good like that's what they want and even underneath that though like feeling good comes with like taking really good care of your health and so what people don't realize is that like if you focus on like you know your long term like well i want to like um I want to work out and I want to eat really good foods as a choice because, you know, I have kids and I've been thinking about it, so I want to be completely vital and, like, I want my energy to be abundant and I want all these good things, like, and because long term, like, it's going to benefit everybody. You know, you taking care of your health is going to benefit everybody around you in so many more ways than you could ever imagine. And then the weight loss just comes as a byproduct of that. So if you can unhook from the like weight loss thing and just focus on being healthy and um, you know longer longer health goals, then the weight loss will always come. It'll always come, and it'll be a much easier process because people get so caught up and fixated on the actual weight loss. And don't get me wrong, like you know everybody wants to look good. Like you know when you look good, you feel good when you choose good foods, you feel good. Um, when you work out, you feel good. Like, so, I mean, definitely like, it's like, don't miss the correlation, but like to make it easier, focus on the bigger picture. It's just so much more easier to, than just like weight loss. Sure. And agree. And I think too, one of the things Angela and I touched on is four different pillars. And I think so many of us, so there's mental, spiritual, physical and emotional. Mm -hmm. And most of us pay attention to the physical. By the time life is so difficult, Mm -hmm. we, we want something that we can physically change, right? We don't necessarily, there might be a lot going on mentally. There might be a lot going on emotionally, or maybe you're feeling a lack spiritually, Mm -hmm. but we go to the physical because we're human. We want to change a physical human thing. Mm -hmm. And as that elevates as we become the best physical version of ourselves. we actually move into those other categories mm-hmm. and that's where Angela and I have found the dissecting of what we mm-hmm. do is I have people who they reach spiritual or emotional and all of a sudden they're like I need my body to be at the same place that same elevation as my emotional my phys- or my spiritual self is mm-hmm. and I I can't I can't fully be here if I don't raise that physical and you guys and same for you, Amanda, is you guys operate in the physical first and then they're like, okay, but there's still more. You realize that as we peel back the layers of weight, Mm -hmm. right? The reason all that weight was there was emotional. It was spiritual. It was mental. And so we have to actually, for you to stay in this elevated physical state, 
and or you not have to, regain or not go back to the same patterns. You have to have all pillars elevated. Yes. And they, it doesn't matter where you start. The rest have to come up if you're going to stay there. Yeah. Right. I had a client bless his soul who was here and he had one treatment. And by the next treatment he was here and he's like, I went home and I just like cleared out my fridge. We cleared out the pantry. I just, I need to move my body and just like, but it was that very clear indication that now that your body, now that your energy is actually elevated, those foods don't resonate with you anymore. Yeah. That lethargic lifestyle doesn't resonate anymore because you're elevated here. You, the rest has to come up or you yeah. just won't stay there. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I love Amanda. You're, you're tapping into all of these other pillars and I just, it's awesome. That's great. Yeah. It's just because well, basically what you're saying there is it's just like, um, so when we like set an intention and then your path will sort of illuminate along the way for you. So just like what you were saying there by like the choices that you make then, it's like, you, you know, then like when you're coming from that higher perspective, like I'll give you a perfect example. Like when I was a little bit more like, well, much more unhealthier. Like I used to like pizza was my like thing that like I could never give up no matter what, like, and I would always have that. Right. And then, and I suffered so badly after I ate it. Like for days I would be in bets, like no joke, right? But like after that week passed and I got over it, it took a few days then and the weekend would come again and I would do that. And I thought that's just to me right now, I just find that so like it's just like self-destruct, like when you think about it, because it's like, why would you do like why would you do that to yourself where you like you want to like treat yourself like shit and like make yourself suffer for days on end by just like eating pizza like it's like just eliminate it out and like make a better choice for yourself that's why like even taking really good care of you like even getting into fitness and stuff it's like it's all to do with your self-worth as well it's because it's like you're making better choices why? Because you care enough about yourself to make good choices. So I, I always say this um, as well, like, you know, because um, people ask me, how do I stay so consistent? And it's, I'm sure you are the same. It's like, you know, I allow myself like on the weekend, I can like, you know, relax my day more and I'll like allow myself to have whatever it is I want to have. But I'll always make healthy choices of the weekend anyway. Number one, because I have that choice. So, you know, you're not refined, you're not restricted. But number two is because I know like how not eating good food like or like, you know, makes me feel so... I always just want better for myself. So it all goes back to a choice. And it's just like, yeah, like, no, I don't want to make that choice because it's just come, it's just comes naturally and organically to you then because it's like, you just know what works for you and what doesn't and you're not going to make a bad choice. It's going to make you feel like shit and you're going to suffer for days, you know, unless you're coming from like that place that I came from way back where I, I couldn't see it back then. Like, you know, I didn't even realize what I was doing to myself. It's kind of like, Honestly, it's like a subtle form of abuse when you think about it because I put my body through that much shit all the time and I knew what I was doing every time I made that choice, knowing that I was going to end up like suffering for a few days after it. So, yeah, and don't you think there's a piece of that though when it's like, it always comes back to quality of life. What do you want the quality of life to look like? So I very much resonate to, with everything you say because we will hang out in a friend group all the time. And I'm like exactly like you where I'm like, we need to figure out who's bringing what, what this is looking like. We need to have it organized or I'm going to bring my own food. But you guys are great to just kind of like work with that. Mm -hmm. But I'm like the person four days out that's like, hey, we're all hanging out in a group. What's everybody bringing? Let's figure out all of that. And I'm. I care because for me, the quality of life for me to sit in discomfort with my stomach and digestive system feeling so uncomfortable for four hours affects my quality of life of hanging out with people that I love the most. That is not worth it to me. Sure. Yeah. yeah those bites are delicious. Cool. But then I'm like feeling like I want to be on the toilet for four hours or multiple days later. That is not worth yeah. it. And so I think it's you determining self-awareness. Okay, you know what? That food's delicious, but it's standing strong in the conviction to be like, that is yeah. not. Yeah, consequences. 
bizarre that we choose things over and over and over again that make us feel like crap in the like mindset of this is so good. This is so wonderful. Mm. And it's like, why do I think that this pleasurable moment is so worth it for what I know I'm going to pay for later? I find that very bizarre. And does it come back to self-worth? Does it come back to what you think you deserve or the life that you're choosing? Or is it judgment? Or is it you want, I don't know, like I wonder why do we choose something in a moment? So pizza, for example, why do we choose pizza when we, like it tastes good, 100% tastes good, but it makes us feel horrible. Why do we choose that? I do. It's that short-term gratification. That's all it is. That's all it boils down to every time. It's that consistent. Like it's looking for happiness in the same places that we consistently lose it. It's no different to um, drinking or like you know you go on like you go on a mad drink. It's all well and good at the time, but then you suffer from days on end. Do you know what I mean? If you're go- you, you know because you want to have that fun and that it's just that short term. But like when you really. Um, when you really get to a good place in your life where you don't need these short-term like these quick fixes and it's like there's no peaks and valleys highs and lows it's just like a state like you know you don't need those quick fixes they're again just um it's just like um us seeking for like too quickly like Think about it this way, it's like putting a plaster over a little wound, but like when you do like, you know, that kind of like um, work, like whatever you want to call it, like it's like you don't need those short term fixes to like, you know, patch something up, like because that's all it is. I love, you're bringing me back here, Amanda. So she says putting a plaster over a wound and I didn't realize, so I lived in England for a little bit and I didn't realize probably for like a few months that a plaster was a band-aid. Oh. Just so that <laughs> I listened, I was like, "That's so funny." I was like, "I was like, I would have worded that as a band aid, but then it is, a, it is a band aid." Just like those plastic. funny lingo things that I—you just took me back to a place in time, and I was like, Aww. "Oh, I love that." Um, so thank you for <laughs> saying plaster, because right away I think like construction, because my parents, yeah, my yeah, brothers, and I, too. <laughs> like plaster is something that we put on walls. Um, so I love that uh, there was that funny little mm. thing there. <laughs> but it's like it's a it's a it's a temporary fix for a deep-rooted thing right and so yeah it's, you know what it is too though like a lot of people like right they want to lose weight but they just want to like really lose it um really fast give me the quick fix give me the quick fix you're not thinking of the bigger picture like you know what I mean we're just there thinking right if we're going to choose this pizza there's going to be consequences so we don't do that people just want that they just want to give me it and give me it now. I just want to be happy right now. And then it's like, never mind. But like when you, like, you know, so like again, going back to weight loss, it's like, who wants the short term, like quick fix? Because that's what you're going to get. And that's like, if you want to lose weight really, really quickly, then you can. You absolutely can. But easy off, um, easy back on. And it's like, why don't you just do something consistently and like, you know, make better choices, just like we're talking about, that will give you longer like last more fulfilling like not this cheap ass like short um gratification and just a longer more fulfilling like you know better quality way totally 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 we want to thank you for your time today amanda was there anything else that you wanted to share with our audience where can they go and check you out maybe anything that you have that you're currently offering that you can tell our audience about we always love collaborating um i am starting my new transformation programs um in the new year i haven't dropped a date yet but if you add me on my my social media platform so uh, my instagram you can find me at pretty fierce with an x at the end or on facebook it's amanda green with an e at the end and i have a free um facebook community there pretty fierce community where i do a lot of like little live talks like this actually the last one i did was on consistency i did a master cool master class on it and i do some workouts and stuff like that and so 
Um, and you'll find my website then. It's www.prettyfiercex.com and you'll find everything, my link, anything that you want to connect with me, all through there. Excellent. And Amanda, can you tell us, so one of the things that we are collaborating on is an online mm-hmm. summit that you're running. So yeah. Ange and I are both joining in on that. Can We're you so give excited. us a little teaser? Give us a little snippet of what, uh, what people can expect by coming to the summit. Yeah. Yeah. So expect loads more juicy content like this. Um, I'm going to be interviewing these two beautiful ladies. It's going to be my turn then. And I'm going to get uh, get to ask them about them. And so there's going to be loads of good golden content that um, just all to do with what we're talking about now, transformation and mindset and accountability and all consistency and all that and so anybody who has a desire for like national health and fitness definitely it's for you and i'm going to be interviewing these two lovely ladies like i say along with 13 other speakers and so i'm going to be announcing all that on my pages so just keep an eye and dates and everything um will be dropped soon yeah, I was going to say, we'll also share that all through our social media platform. Yeah. We are super pumped. And I mean, honestly, bridging audiences. Like, I don't know where your audience is from, but ours is mostly North America. Like, we have a little bit of UK, a little bit of um, Australia, random spots throughout <laughs> the world. But yeah, we now Ireland. Right. <laughs> now we look forward to bringing, and just bringing everybody yeah. together, those people that really want to become the best versions of themselves. So thank you so much for the way that you show up in this world yeah. and all that you contribute. And um, we will connect again someday soon. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Lovey. Thank you both so much, ladies. Bye for now. Bye.